0: Show Soccer Podcast. Um, Justin, I'm sorry. Today we're mostly going to be talking about the Champions League. And unfortunately, Arsenal is not in the Champions League. But it's okay because you're still happy because there were so many games that we didn't talk about. AC Milan making their first entry back into Champions League after seven years. Uh, I think that's where we have to start, right? Because there's a lot to unpack especially in that second game against Atletico Madrid. Um, Manny, do you have any uh, last-minute
1: uh, thoughts before I go on my uh, long rant? I mean, let's give Justin a little bit of credit here. There's plenty of ex-Arsenal players that are still showing up on Tuesdays and <laughs> Wednesdays, all right? Some of them are Oh, that's team. true. Benesser, Benesser, yeah, exactly. yeah. Some of yeah, them are on
2: your exactly. team. So. All the, yeah, those are, that's yesterday's news. Our new-look Arsenal the the new kids at Arsenal. Okay. That's that's where they all the excitement is. That's where everybody's that's what everybody's talking about. That's where he- grabbing headlines around the world. Uh, I don't know It's Champions League stuff. Like you know whatever. Like who cares about that competition? Right, right.
0: Well, actually, okay. Noah, I have a change of heart uh, because today's Wednesday. I'm not going to rant. The game was yesterday. I've slept over. I was actually really furious. I actually there are only a few things that really pissed me off, and and one of it is bad officiating and. But before I even go into the bad parts of this game, there's, uh, you know, I, I would love to just hear, Manny, from you. I think you probably saw a little bit of the game. Um, How how do you see Milan playing? Like, you know, I know a lot of people have not seen them play for, for over seven years, to be frank, uh, especially a lot of EPL players. Um, But I would li- like to get your thoughts on, on how you think we're playing.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I didn't think that... They that the results match the way that they've played on the pitch, um, as it stands. Bori, sorry, I know you don't want to hear this, but they are in last place of the group. Yeah. Um, I will say, I don't think that you know, oftentimes we look at football and uh, the final score is not what you know, what the team should merit. I guess, in this point, it's AC Milan. I think you guys in match day one really took it to Liverpool. Um, I thought for a second you guys were going to get all three points at Anfield. But the fact that you guys showed up um, and came back from a 2 0 deficit to tie it, to, I mean, actually 1 0, and then scored right. two goals in like, what was it, like three, three minutes. minutes? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I really thought you guys were going to have it uh, there. But I will say that it's the Champions League. And again, um, you know, anything can happen on any given day. We've seen teams. And domestically they're like doing really well, and then in the Champions League they're doing really bad, or vice versa. And domestically they're doing really bad, but in the Champions League they turn it up. <clears throat> Looking at you, Juve. Um, so you know it's one of those things where where it's really fascinating. That's what, I guess what makes the Champions League the Champions League is because you come with all these different styles, uh, you know, these different philosophies of football. And I'd be remiss not to mention the different levels of officiating uh, that goes on in these games. You know, um, just looking at teams uh, that are, for example, in the Premier League where they're used to not really getting every call, and you know, uh, more physical leagues, for example, uh, you get hacked the. The referees like let it go versus other leagues are more technical, like La Liga, Serie A, uh, Ligue where were um, pretty much a tap on the shoulder or, you know, the wind blowing uh, constitutes in a foul. Um, so th- I think, uh, again, that's what makes it uh, the Champions League and um, on any given day, anything can happen. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still going to complain about about the officiating, um, but, you know, I mean, it, it's OK, though. Like, I'm not I'm not, you know, like I, I, I truly I truly was was not happy with that because um, this is the problem that this is something that we still see in, in the EPL sometimes. Uh, I know it's changed, especially the last two seasons where the refs don't want to go to the monitor. It's like, OK, you're already spending, what, 30 seconds or, or even a minute waiting for for an answer. You might as well just go check it. I mean the fact that like it takes that long, in my opinion, should should say like, okay, maybe 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 I need to see this myself. And I just didn't get why he didn't wanna go there. Um and the funny thing is uh Shakir or whatever his name is, um, uh unfortunately like he's he's had a few bad like uh it's I mean, I, I don't want to be one of those like that always have this uh conspiracy theories, but uh he's had a bad record against italian teams and, and even like italy as a as a as a as a country like a, on the national team level. So I'm not again not saying that there is, you know, maybe I'm not gonna be one of those people like, oh he hates Italy and he hates Italians or something like that. But, but it's hard to, you know, like it's hard to, to shut those people up because you know like the record shows that he like against it you know when it's Italian teams, like this guy's just horrible. Um and really UFR as a whole. But, again, this, I think it's just unfortunate incidents. Um, Justin, do I think- don't know if you actually saw the handball um, or, or the handball, the penalty that was called against us. Uh, and this, again, oh. la- like injury time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I – if you're not going to go on a rant on it, I'm happy to fill in for you because, like, you asked Manny, like, what he thought of how Milan looked. Um, I felt robbed as a neutral watching the game because we only got to see Milan play for – some odd, like, 30 minutes. And then, like, we're talking, like, before we even talk about the handball later in the game, like, we've got to talk about Frank Kessie's uh, red card uh, from the same referee. So, like, it's, like, you know, it's a great game. It's high energy. Um, Kessie gets an early yellow card, very early yellow card. for like I think his first, basically, his first physical contact of the game. He, like, you know, he got a card for that. And then, uh, literally, his second challenge, his second file... He gets another yellow card. He right. gets a red card. And that one is, like, very soft, in my opinion. That's, like, in a, the Premier right. League, you would never get a good card for that. In exactly. the center of the field where, like, there's not, like, it's not an, an attacking play. You're not breaking up an attacking thrust by your opponent. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a hard contact from from the back. It's a foul, sure, but it's not a yellow card. It is a foul.
0: Yeah, exactly. For sure, exactly. It's, a, it's a foul.
2: That's yeah. For two fouls, two fouls, first two fouls of the game, both of them to be yellow cards judged by the referee, I don't know. Like, that... Sucked the life in the air out of this game from that exactly. point on for me. And so, as a neutral, I felt robbed of a uh, of watching a competitive fixture between these two teams. Because from that point yeah. on, I mean, like Atletico really had control of possession, um, and right. Milan still got their their licks in and still got a few chances. But uh, I really, I mean, obviously, when you're playing a man down, it changes the complexion of the game. And that's all before we even get get to the second part the the handball call later, at, at, right in the the death of the game.
0: Yeah, no i think that that was the one that pissed me off the most the, the yellow card the two events yes it, it sucks and and we've seen many times where people step on people right and, and and it's just a foul you stop the ball and you stop the play and then continue right but i guess i guess at the end of the day it's still a foul but you know it, it's not definitely it's definitely not worth two yellows in my opinion but whatever maybe one yellow out of the out of those two challenges one yellow for sure um but that that handball is the one that I could not could not like I literally was like I I felt like somebody punched me in the gut because I've never felt that like that in a while and it reminds me of when in the Europa League I know a lot of people don't watch Europa League anymore but in the Europa League last season, well maybe it's up Justin but uh, in the Europa League last season <laughs> sorry Justin
2: you were you were um, there with us my God right, <laughs> right. yeah yeah. yeah. Hanging out. Look, look at this guy. He right. come, come, come back down with invited to the adult table and already in yeah, five minutes. Right. Like, S- seven seasons there and he's already forgotten. I know, right? Um
0: anyways, my, my yeah. point is uh, when we played United last season, same thing happened. A goal of ours got chalked because it, they thought it touched his hand. Mm-hmm. The ref could have gone to see the monitor and see like, no, it actually didn't touch it, it touched his, his belly. And it was, it's like so frustrating to see those kind of things. There's a result that could have taken us ahead of, of United. And that's what really pisses me off. And now this loss is probably going to end up make us finish in maybe third or even fourth. Right. Um, so... I'm pissed. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm pissed. A lot of people are saying like Milan should, should, should uh, you know, talk to UEFA and, and I don't know what they're going to do. But hopefully this is, uh, you know, a wake up call for us. And it, it sucks because we have a lot of young kids and young, young kids usually they when things like that go against them, they get, you know, unless they have a really high mentality strength, um, it, it's bad. But hey, we got Ibra. That's the mentality king. Doesn't matter. I think he will. Uh, he will probably say, you know, talk to the kids and say, hey, we can still win this. We can still. We can still get through uh, to the uh, group stage. uh oh, to the to the round of 16. Um, I do want to quickly talk about Atletico Madrid though, because um, even with 10 men, I know they had a lot of the possession, but even with 10 men, it took them bringing in the likes of Lamar, the likes of um, of Griezmann to do anything. And it's actually incredible how bad they, like last weekend. They lost to Alaves. I mean, this is the time to play Atletico Madrid. And that's why I knew that, I, I knew that we were going to win that game. Um, but there's something going on with, with Atletico Madrid and, and with all those stars. And, I mean, look at how much they've spent in the last two seasons, for example. Um, they're looking kind of like Barcelona, what, like three, four years ago when
1: they bought all those stars? Yeah. I want to... Um, yeah, I was going to jump on that and just say... I think the one thing with Atletico Madrid is you forget that they pretty much got Griezmann like the last in the last five minutes of the transfer window, right? And so then you bring this guy back into the locker room that for some Atletico Madrid fans, or for some Colchoneros and even in the locker room, some of them were not happy with the way that he left the club. Remember, like, you know, if you were to compare it to anything that we've seen in sports, it was kind of like LeBron James, when he left Cavaliers with the whole announcement, right? right. The decision to go down to Miami, yeah. right? And all that stuff. And Griezmann did the same thing. And somehow it, it, he's been a flop, right? Like he's been a flop at Barcelona and he's got a, a lifeline at Atlético Madrid. So you think about perhaps the way that Simeone has to kind of like organize and Uh, control, like manage the locker room as well, because I'm sure that there's a lot of like hardcore Atletico Madrid players there that aren't too happy with Griezmann just coming back. And it wasn't like it was his choice, right? It was like because he was like a flop. So he had no reason but to come back like no choice but to come back with like the t- you know his tail between his legs so I mean I I think the first home game that he played where Grisan was was
0: there um he got, he actually got booed by the fans exactly uh, which is which is crazy uh yeah. to to hear so um anyways I think we've talked about Milan so I I mean this is like the first time I've talked about Milan for over over what 10 minutes now um so there were so many games and I just want to get into them um which which game are we talking about next? I mean, it has to be PSG City, right? Has to be. A la Messi, you know, la Messi. Okay, I just made up that song. Um, first first goal for Messi. Uh, took him, I think, what what four or five games to score a goal. Yep. Um, is that weird? I did anyone else think it's weird
2: that it took him that long to score? Yeah, I mean, it's weird because. You don't. It's messy, but if you think about it, like just remove the context. Uh, I mean, just remove like the player, the player names, and the situation. You have a guy who's spent most of his life <laughs> at one club, literally uh, decades, and then when he, this is his first time playing with a new, a new team in a new city. I mean, it's it shouldn't be that surprising, I guess. It, it, we'll see what comes next, right? I I, I think in time if mess if this is a sign of things to come, because this was a very uh Messi a la Barcelona type goal that he scored in this match. Um if this is if it's a sign of things to come then nobody's gonna remember the four or five games where he didn't score when he first arrived. So we'll see. But it this looked vintage. This was a vintage goal for him. Oh yes. I mean what what a
0: I mean, I, I gotta give it to Mbappe, man. I didn't know he had that pass in him um, because, you know, that that's the Messi style. Like the 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 goal he scored is a Messi go- is a Barcelona Messi goal because um, it's a it's a one to passing shoot, um, right? And, and the fact that Mbappe, like, I wonder if, that, if they actually, I don't know what if Mbappe either watched PSG highlights. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Barcelona highlights. Or maybe they practiced in training but like i i i kind, kind of gave me like a deja vu of like oh wait is this barcelona or is this is this psg um i know it's it's it seems very small but just again it just reminded me of, of back in the day Messi, and back in the day uh barcelona uh, glory days with you know suarez and, and 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 messi um but i think yeah we got to delve into this game there's a lot to unpack here um I think we probably should start with the winners right like psg were, we're grand on the night i i hate to say it but i think the world is now realizing that donnarumma uh you know is 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 a good keeper obviously you know ex milan he
1: left for free you mean is world class
0: well, he's not world-class yet, first. Oh, oh, he's Europe-class. Let's talk about that. He's Europe-class. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll extend it to the world later on, maybe next year in the, the World Cup. But, um, I mean, he was big uh, in the night, uh, yesterday. I mean, I, I think I can't remember how many... I don't know what the stats says. Uh, he had so many saves yesterday. He, big saves. I and mean, he's playing against not a small team. You're talking about uh, Man City. Albeit, they don't have a striker. And we can get into that because I think there's a lot actually when we'll get we'll talk to that talk about that when we get mass T, but just going back into paris one thing that i thought was a little odd and i, I you know i'm not going to act like i watched the french league week in and week out um i had thought that i'd seen psg play with um three in the back but since like this game they kind of switched to four in the back um at least that's what the official uh, formation said um but I have a problem with this formation, because if you look at the formation, it's really Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, top three, and then the rest of the team, right? So it's like a 7-3 formation. We have defenders and we have strikers. I'm sure we have uh, Gueye who scored uh, uh, yesterday, but do, do any of you find it weird? Like, I mean, look look at the midfield. Herrera, Virati, Gueye, all defensive-minded players. Is this Does this seem a little weird that that's the formation? Kind of it kind of reminds like like Chelsea. Chelsea played against um master team, and I wish we had talked about that, but we could talk about that. But it's like three defensive midfielders in my in my opinion.
1: So I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking at the you know, trying to figure that out as well. And the interesting thing is that although the backline tactically would switch, I think it was like three in defense, four in attack, and vice versa. But you look at the front three and at times it literally looked like it was like seven players versus 11, you know, it was like seven PSG players that were moving that were actually like marking tracking back. I think at one point, like Messi, Neymar and Mbappe were all like just on, you know, on, on, on city's half, even though the ball was in their half, you know, like I, and, and the question that I have is like, Yes, it's great that Messi scored and Mbappe assisted and, you know, whatever you want, like PSG won. But I think there's, like, glaring problems in this PSG system because I don't yes. think they know – first of all, I don't think they have a system. I think they just, like
2: – Yes. I don't yes. know if they
1: have, like, freedom to roam. and Just vibes, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, like, vibes. okay. But vibes are, are not sustainable, right? Like, and especially, like, in football – Like, they're not sustainable. Yes, they have, like, a collective wealth of talent and arguably, like, the best trident attack in all of football. But, I mean, at some point, you have to have some type of structure, right? And all these players are used to, like, coming down, dropping deep, getting the ball, making things happen around them. Um, If you saw, like, what I saw was PSG could have easily... I mean, for as good as Donnarumma was, and he had, like, some amazing saves, like three, four world-class saves, but for as good as, you know, Donnarumma was, PSG with the right pass, with, like, a Neymar to an Mbappe, instead of, like, a Neymar trying to force the ball to Messi, they could have at least scored, like, another, like, three or four goals. Like, that's what I saw. And for me, that attack is still way too disjointed uh, to be well to get far like think about like the way that yeah. you see maybe like I'm, I mean you know I'm going to put out City even though they did lose but City is like fluid up front right um, Bayern Munich is a perfect example they're fluid up front. Right? Well, you can't like,
0: compare you can't compare them to to because see see in this case with why, with, why um, not though PSG not? they well, have more this case with PSG one like none of these players Messi Mbappe and Neymar are really number nines like they're they're just players that are, they're just strikers they just run with the ball you know run run behind the ball and, and make sure you know give open up spaces for for a pass right and I think sure it's a style of play like maybe the Barcelona style like you know Barcelona really doesn't usually play with a number like a big number nine and so that's why I I really don't think they are comparable to to uh, um, uh, Bayern Munich uh, in, in, in this particular case but now I'm thinking like okay one problem is these are three players that like to do their thing Neymar likes to do his thing, Messi likes to do his thing, Mbappe can be nurtured and can be molded but now I'm thinking and Justin I'm actually going to throw this question at you should PSG have just sold uh, Mbappe? Because maybe that would have reduced the kind of uh how would I put it? It's like they're they're just they're 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 freestyling, if that makes sense. Like it's like I don't know if you can you can put tactics into the front three because they will freestyle, because that's how they play. All three of them play like that. And I think that that is the problem. It has to be a problem, right?
2: Yeah, um, maybe. In real-world terms, it could it, it might be a problem. I still think it's, like I said, like how we were talking about Messi and how it took him a while to get his first goal. I also think it might be too early to judge how this PSG team eventually winds up like tactically and how the front line gels, how Mbappe and Neymar and Messi all kind of uh, play off each other and open opportunities up for each other like they I think they did in this last game. Um, so I, I think it might be too early to say that, but let's say, uh, Bori, like what you're saying, maybe they, like, you know, if, if, if in the real world terms, in terms, in terms of like output and results on the field, maybe it would be better to move Mbappe, take the money and then like invest it elsewhere in this squad. Um, but in business terms, you can't be having literally three generations of, arguably like the best of their their age cohorts like all in the front line you got like Messi who's the best of like the old guard Neymar who's the best of like was like you know at one time considered to be like you know the the heir apparent to Messi and now Mbappe who's considered the heir apparent to Neymar and Messi you got three generations of world-class superstars this PSG team is gonna be like the most played FIFA team. It's gonna be like so many. It's gonna get like so many uh, like you know young kids especially like like you know who who are Man City fans, right? They're they're not our age group. They're like younger kids. And this PSG, oh well we have Justin. A, no,
0: right. Don't don't call him out like that. Sure. He's our friend. Come on,
2: Justin. Well, what I'm saying, PSG, this is like a great, great. You know, like, if you're if I feel like if you're running PSG, like you can't pass up the opportunity to have literally like these three players on the same field together it's like just as a neutral i want to see it i'm not gonna lie yeah i I, count me in i I also like want to see how these three wind up playing together in a a month or two's time okay fine okay
0: i I get your point now so maybe the question is manny like is the coach unfortunately is he the right coach for for these three because i i don't know if he can manage these three together
1: no No, and I've said it before, um, Pochettino has never had uh, this level of this caliber of quality of players on, you know, to manage. Like, you know, he went, you think about his coaching career um, and he was obviously in La Liga where he was managing um, Espanol, right? Like, come on. And then you can't compare Spurs the Spurs locker room to PSG. Yeah. You just can't compare that. And I, I honestly think like the other thing is when you have, I mean, let alone the money that PSG has spent in the past and they've never won a champions league. And the only time or the, the closest time that they got there was with Tuchel who got there to the final and then Tuchel got sacked, you know, Halfway through the season and then Tuchel ended up winning a champions league with Chelsea. And so you ask yourself, like, at some point, is it the, you know, like is it the coach and or is it the players, right? And it's a system itself, right? But when you have arguably the greatest transfer window in the history of sports, of football, the expectation is you're going to win pretty much everything. You're going to be competing on all fronts all the time. And I don't think Pochettino has it in him to manage uh, Mbappe, who, you know, probably has his head turned with the Real Madrid rumors. Neymar, who's like, I don't know, just partying or, you know, whatever he's doing at, at Paris Fashion Week. And then you got Messi. And then, I mean, you still have Sergio Ramos yet to play. You know, like, those are all big egos, like on that team and we haven't seen all of those guys come together who's going to be at the end of the day who's the captain who's the leader of that team like you know who's who's really going to to i guess manage on the field is the question i don't see them having all of that done like i i think what like we truly won't see what happens until january the january transfer window with mbappe i think that's going to be um pretty much a catalyst for like a make or break it season for for PSG at least in the Champions League because let's be honest and Ligue 1, they like they win it every year except for last year well right? they didn't win last year okay. yeah well except for last well, year but yeah. it's pretty much you're pretty much a shoe in like they're going to like they're expected to win well it's mostly because i mean one
0: there's been a lot of shake up very woeful this season um but yeah you're right PSG eight wins the season in eight games so i mean I, I think it's safe to say now like even if all the three three front players are injured um they, they will win it uh i gotta be you, you gotta feel for um Di maria now this okay L- take a listen to this formation okay this is a formation i have i don't care about the back line four, i think they should play a four two three one obviously i can't really say this because i'm not a coach or anything but can you imagine a striker playing and and you as a striker number 9 in the 4-2-3-1 formation for PSG. Behind you is Messi, Neymar and Angel Di Maria. Can you imagine that though? Who's the striker?
2: It could be Icardi, it could be Mbappe, it doesn't matter. They will no. find you. Doesn't matter. They will find you. No, ne- Neymar and Messi won't play that that withdrawn. Are you kidding? Like you get destroyed. Well, they'll
0: have a free roll. They'll have a free roll behind the striker, and they just move across each other. I mean, I. I mean, think you're, so basically, you to, I mean, you
2: want, you want them to play? I mean, like that sounds more like a four-three-three, three, and then just replace one of Varati, Herrera, Agui with. No, no, uh, no. no. I, I even, think yeah.
0: so. It's it's essentially a four-two-four in my opinion because the the two the two midfielders just stay back and and, and you know. Absorb pressure to, before they get to the defense, but I'm talking about when going forward and Di Maria tracks back. I don't know about Neymar, I don't know if Neymar will track. No. back, but Di <laughs> come on, <definitely laughs> are back. you serious? So, so that's the, that's that. I mean, he doesn't track, I mean, he did track back a little bit, uh, yeah, on, on Tuesday, but but uh, I think we've talked about PSG too much. Let's let's we have to talk about City. We have to go to we have to appease to our EPL
2: fans I because know. real oh, quick, I'm though, our, one okay. last point because we were talking about Pochettino. How many conversations do you think uh, Zidane has had with people affiliated with PSG? Nah, you don't think so? Probably. Zidane is probably not taking any The best calls. French player who ever played, managing the best French domestic side that's ever been put together. It's a ben, oh, bench, ben benching benching
1: benching an Argentine named Messi.
2: <laughs> or, <laughs> <I'm
1: guessing laughs> about
0: it. Oh God! Can you imagine that?
2: Just throwing um, out it, there when we're talking about just like dream scenarios uh, to me again i'm i'm here for uh for the just like the absurdity of this squad and the drama so right makes sense
0: um i i think it would actually be a very interesting appointment um for 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 Zidane to actually actually it's not actually it's not a bad idea um, I gotta go to to Mas because uh, we have to talk about them. Um, they lost obviously to zero. Um, they did very well though. I mean, well, apart from that, uh, Bernardo Silva missed. Did, did you guys see
2: that? Oh my like, God! Yeah. How? how I mean. And I, he had he had the audacity <laughs> to then appeal to the referee because <laughs> uh, because he thought he got pulled down, pulled yeah. back.
0: Oh my God! I mean, That's what incredible a. Mess be the miss of the season for me um because all you had to do was just like just throw your body on it really just throw your body on the ball and that's it um but somehow you missed it um but i think there's a glaring problem here and i think this is is, is probably going to change what's going to happen in the january uh, transfer window um, we see that there are a lot of chances that city creates but the problem is they can't well, at least in this case, they weren't able to convert those chances. Um, I'm wondering, is this a hurricane kind of uh, problem-solving situation here? Like, uh, you know, like, like what is... Like, Grealish was okay um, coming from the left. Ma- Sterling is not a number nine, but, you know, he plays down the middle and mixes around with, with myers and Grealish, and, and they all mix around. But they, I mean... There's just some disconnect with this with this uh, uh, city team, and I can't really tell exactly what it is. But I think I have two two guesses, and and i I think the first guess is, is they're missing an, an outright striker.
1: That's that's it. That's so yes. That's the problem right there. But the problem is that the longer it's glaring and it's obvious that City need a striker the the higher Harry Kane's price tag goes because eh. there's no way that even in a bad form they know that that could be quote unquote the missing piece to the puzzle for City's you know attack to be balanced and you know they again they are under no pressure. Levy Spurs are under no pressure to sell Kane whatsoever. It doesn't because, make
0: sense what's going on there. It no, really but, doesn't make sense.
1: But listen, why would they sell Uh, why not no because why not well okay maybe not this year but that's something that's going to be evaluated in summer but he has three years and we've mentioned it he has three years left on his contract right he has um the the price obviously is is if jack grealish went for 100 million pounds and harry kane's definitely like what with supply and demand hey it's supply and demand would, hey Justin,
2: what what's going on? Tell me, tell me, what's going on? I think th- I mean the the most Harry Kane could have been sold for was this past summer. Uh, I, this he's he's from this point on he's going to be entering his 30s. He's going to be a declining asset, and it is early going. So I don't want to like you know I don't want to like be a hypocrite here and then kind of reverse what I was just saying. But like so far this season at least, and we'll see what goes happens going forward. Harry Kane is not looking. Like the same player, and that's partly, perhaps, uh, mentality. You know, he may. It have... is mentality. No, I I
0: disagree. It has to be just mentality. I don't think it's anything. To well, do but it. that doesn't that doesn't do H. him or
2: any 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 potential buyers any favors because like like do you want to buy a player who's entering his thirties and you pay a premium for him after you like it like how can you be guaranteed that he's just going to? Well, okay, after...
0: but what if I tell? Ta- okay, what if I rebuttal this? What if I say, okay, well, this this number nine, right? Because you have people like Kevin De Bruyne and people that will feed him the the, the ball. This number I nine will that. score you yeah. a lot of goals that will win you the Champions League. At that I,
2: point, you don't care because you have a lot of money and you're gonna pay for it. They're gonna pay I, for a Holland in the summer, anyways. Like who cares? Like they you can get a, a get a appreciating asset instead. Oh uh, no, I mean, no, no! I have something about that. No, no,
1: Holland will go to wherever Mino Raiola gets paid oh,
0: the most man. money okay
1: so i forgot
0: like, about
2: that too so, oh, not, we don't I'm have sorry. time we don't have time for
1: mino really i'm sorry radio. but yeah. that that's not set in stone and then uh, to to your point about harry kane i actually disagree i don't think i think the reason why he hasn't yes he hasn't scored or done anything maybe he has like one goal i think in like a domestic club competition but in the epl he hasn't scored um i think it's if you watch him you you forget they have a brand new coach, right? Uh, he was injured at the beginning of the season. I say injured, quote unquote, because nobody could confirm if whether he was really injured or he was just trying to hold out, uh, for a move and force Spurs hand. That didn't work out. But if you watch Spurs play, he's actually playing like a like a ten, like a, a ten, 10 roll yeah. with yep. Son playing as a nine as the actual striker. Which I, to me it doesn't make sense. Like. Yes, Harry Kane can pick out a great pass, um, you know, and obviously he has a a crazy shot on him. But I think that the system that Bruno, uh, sorry, what's his name? Um, Nuno. Uh, Nuno. Nuno Nuno uh, Espirito Santo, Santo. Uh, is playing. I don't think he's he's utilizing him correctly. Um, and then on top of that,
2: well, but who, Ken has been who, like, think about... same
0: thing. Last, Even last season, he he played deep. line. he always tracked, like played like a deep line playmaker. Even last season under, um, whoever the coach was, uh, after they got uh, after Mourinho fired. I mean, it's just the way I think it's the way Spurs play. But I I agree with you, man. Actually, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But because I mean, if you look at him playing for England, albeit he's played against what Andorra and Poland and well, actually Montenegro like three times and Hungary. Uh, well, but he he scored in in September uh th- three goals for for England uh you know so I I think I think you're right I think it has to be new coach new system just new style of play and, and and new players too right there are a bunch of new players actually I think Tottenham I think for me my my opinion Tottenham had the best summer um transfer for the future because it they are buying for the future um uh, because all the me. all the young players all the young players that they bought are for the future, trust me. They I think we'll, Whoa, we'll, we'll wow, talk about wow. it
2: later. Best. Excuse me. Let's let's Compared go to back Arsenal?
0: to Man City. Let's go back to Man City, God. actually. I feel bad. Let, let's stop talking LSB. about Champions no, League. All right. <laughs> all right. So the second thing I was gonna the second thing I was gonna say that they're missing is Kevin De Bruyne. And, and I think you all are forgetting that um De Bruyne is for me the best player in the EPL. And all it takes is just him to, to click again, okay? I know he's been injured, yes. but if you saw the last game that he played, the the passes he was given, I think he's coming back. And I think this means danger for everybody. And, and once you have a healthy De Bruyne, that's it. Like, you don't even need a nine. That's how they won the league last season. They didn't need a nine because they had De Bruyne playing well.
2: I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if they get that flavor of De Bruyne back, but I'm not sure if uh, you're going to. Oh, oh, no, no. I, I can't I, believe. I'm, I, okay, I, he's a great. No, I mean he is. A, no, he's a fantastic. He's a great player. Fantastic, obviously, obviously, but he can't do it alone. And I mean, Man City is set up not to do ever depend on any one player. That's like their whole. That's Pep's whole system is with Man City is never to depend on any one player to be in the squad.
1: Yeah, that's why Pep hasn't won the Champions League or will never win the Champions League because he doesn't have Messi, who he depended right. on you that know, gave yeah. him those trophies. But. Regardless, uh back to Kevin De Bruyne. I don't think I, I think his best days are behind him, man. Uh what?
2: No so, way.
1: yes. Let me, let me let me hear me out. He's had multiple injuries every year for the last like I think two, three seasons, he's started like his injury count has gone up. If you see him play like the first like the the few games that he's he's played in, um his passing Yes, he had a wonderful ball to Sterling which back to that uh Bernardo Silva miss, Sterling should have actually hit the mark. He had the first chance to score that header that bounced off the crossbar that went to Bernardo Silva who shanked it like horribly. But apart from that, if you see like his corners are not that good anymore, like they're not as accurate. His passing has been off in the Chelsea game, he had like a few like, I think he had like two or three balls that he actually tried to, uh, I think, like center the ball, send in the ball into the, the 18 yard. And it was like completely inaccurate, completely off. I don't know. It could be him trying to get back into, you know, state of fitness that is needed. But I just don't see that. And the other thing is, I think because of Grealish, the, the Grealish acquisition, I think, can throw off that balance a little bit as well. Um, and to me, to me, the player that I would see coming in as like the KDB understudy would probably be Foden in that, in that, in that particular role.
0: Hey, don't worry. We're going to talk about this a lot more in the future. And you're going to, you're going to, I'm going to replay this over
2: (laughs) and over (laughs) again. The Bruyne, the Bruyne, by the way, made a terrible tackle in this game. I don't know if you saw that. Right, right. And he only uh, went yeah, right over the ball, put studs red. up. Yeah. Oh, so it mean, should have been a red. He got a yellow. If Kessie had made this tackle, they would have condemned the consecutive yeah, like exactly. Okay.
0: Exactly. So you See, we're not paying up. That's the problem. Okay. We're not paying.
1: I'll bring, I'll, I'll bring you up another one. Uh, that tackle that De Bruyne had in this game was identical to the tackle that Aaron Wan-Bissaka had against young boys in the first match in the Champions League. If you look it up, it was the exact same way where the defender, I think, goes to the ball. And obviously his foot is on the ground, but he he still stepped on it. I mean, it could have been a leg breaker if you catch it at the right angle with the right momentum. Like that's a serious injury. And the ref didn't hesitate. And it was a straight red. So what I'm saying is, again, back to the officiating and how the officials call it differently. Um, and the expectations of the teams that are in the Champions League, depending on what league they're used to getting, you know, the different calls, like it should be the same across the board. For me, that was a straight red for KDB. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So. I agree. All right. Let, let's move on. I, I think there's another thing we have to talk about.
0: We have to give uh, a shout out, a huge shout out to um, Sharif, um, a club based they they technically play in the Moldovan league. I actually read a, a little bit about them, um, but they uh, um, trans. There's a there's a you know I don't know the history of of what happened in like Yugoslavia or or you know like the Russia area, the USSR. Um, but but essentially they're their own they're kind of like Monaco, their their own country, but very small, uh, and they play part of the uh, part as part of the Moldovan league, and. Um, I mean, it's incredible. Like, you look at the table right now, you thought they were going to be, like, the banter club and, like, hey, like, I'm going to get an easy six points. But it's incredible how much or how far they've gone to, you know, the season and, and they, they went on to, to upset um, uh, Real Madrid. I think that's – is this probably – I think this is one of the worst upset ever in the Champions League. It has to be, right? I don't know if anyone be. saw any of that. It has
2: stat. to be. Yeah. I, th- I think it has to be. at At home – in Madrid um with these first time ever appearance in a major European competition for Sharif. Right.
1: And just to add to another another fact to that, um do you know, do you guys want to guess how much the most expensive player for Sheriff cost? Oh, how much it cost I saw that I think the whole team cost like was it 40 million? Less. So their most expensive players valued at like uh they, they acquired them for a million euros. which is probably uh what um benzema makes every like two weeks or something like that so
2: uh you know (laughs) that's like yeah that's like what three four instagram posts for neymar
1: yeah pretty much exactly um go go ahead no i was gonna say this so there there's also a fact out there that um that Real Madrid have lost not once but twice in the history of the Champions League competition to uh, Champions League uh, debutants. So the first one was actually, I think, like back in the 90s, they played um, Shakhtar. When Shakhtar, um, I believe it was, uh, was making their Champions League debut. And they actually ended up losing to them. And then, obviously, Sheriff first time in the competition and they end up beating them at home like you said justin um and what should have been like you know an easy easy matchup like it's crazy to think that that they lost that game like i mean granted let's give credit to the goalkeeper as well for sheriff because oh yeah
2: he didn't I forget the yes. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> guy.
1: Yeah, forget the number. Yes, please,
0: please let's forget. <laughs> hey, I, actually, real quick though, this is a, so so the the next two two fixtures for Sheriff in Champions League is uh, is Inter Milan. Um, do we are we seeing history making? Are they gonna go through to the group stage?
1: Is it away or home? Uh, well, I don't know. If the you mean? Well, I mean they're playing home and away anyway, right? No, 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 I mean, like, is the next fixture for for them? Are they are they hosting or are they? I mean, they're they're exactly. they're tra- they're traveling. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you you also give me a
0: prediction for the, for that game, but do you think they're going to make it out of the group? I, I'm curious to see what you all think.
2: So they're currently, they're
0: currently Shock in first Tart, place.
2: Shakhtar's is pretty bad, I think, this season. And you know UEFA does not like talent team, so maybe maybe in timeline is is, is going to go to Europa. I don't know. It seems I I it seems insane to suggest that Sharif is go. <laughs> well, actually, if, so
0: whoever if if either of you said they're going, I would love to hear if they're going to finish the group top or, or second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at it.
1: I'm lo- I'm looking at it right now. So all they got to do is just finish uh actually I think they, there's a scenario right where they can finish third um and then they would play there's a scenario where certain teams depending on the, the goals and where they stand a third place Champions League team could play like a playoff scenario and still make it through what? is that is that is that new or Uh because
0: it's usually third place goes to Europa and that's how usually it is
1: I thought that I thought because of the whole uh Europa Conference League being built into that. Um, I think uh, that's what something yeah. like I think I may have read something like that. Um don't quote me on that. Um Maybe
0: that could be good for for Milan if we end up third, huh?
2: <laughs> if that's true. No.
0: Yeah. Or
2: you're going back home. Going uh, back
0: to- <laughs> don't remind me. Um but no. anyways, no, all right, all right, real quick, because of time. Are we are we giving sure if go the go through or not? Sure, I'm gonna say yes. I love him. yes. First place, I also, first place, second place. First place, second
2: place. Uh, let's say they beat Shakhtar again. Let's say they at least get one point away from Inter, and then let's say they lose against Madrid. So that would give them another at least another four points, ten points. 10 Is Ten points point. enough to finish top of the group, you think? It depends on. It can. Oh, no, it, it no, can. It, it, it has in the past, so I don't know. It, sure. If the rest, no. screw it. Yeah. They're gonna, number finish. One? No. They're gonna finish number one. Finish number
1: one. Winners no. are rookie. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say they finish second. Okay. Interesting. But the question is, but the question is, then who finishes first for you? For I Andy think Real
0: Madrid has to be Real Madrid for me. Yeah, it'd have to be Madrid. I, I, I don't see how how it's not gonna be Real Madrid. <laughs> Um, all right, let, let's move on to to let's let's appease uh, our our um, EPL fans here and talk about Juve and Chelsea. Um, it looks like Juve and Chelsea have played in the past before, and can't remember there was a there was a stat that I saw and I can't remember the stat right now. It was a ridiculous stat, but oh no no, you were telling me about this, Manny. You were saying that like um, Chelsea can, doesn't do well away in Italy or something like that.
1: Yep. Uh I think uh of all the fixtures that Chelsea has played in um against Italian teams in Champions League, I think they've only won like one out of like I wanna say I-, I can't even remember how many how many fixtures it's been, but the point is Chelsea doesn't do well against Italian teams in Italy for whatever reason. Um in fact the last time that we played Juve uh was when we had, when we, in the first Champions League's a winning campaign in 2012, when wow. we lost to them 2-0, and then um, we sacked our coach right after that. So, and bringing it on, Uh-oh. yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, again, Italy, it, it, just seeing it as well, you start, you kind of forget, like, during the pandemic, how much of an impact certain stadiums and certain fan bases have on their games and their home teams um it italy as like the city a as a whole has some of the like the most dedicated like i'll i'll use the word psychotic
2: fan bases
1: Napoli. like yeah. these, some of these places are like so hard to play in it's so loud it, it's like you know, it throws off the game. And today for parts of like the the game, you could barely hear anything with all the whistling that was going on from the from the UVA supporters. Like it was insane, right? And so I think like that's another element that we that we tend to forget about or we've forgotten about because the last year we just haven't seen that across the board. And you see places, certain teams more than others, actually use that to their advantage. Like, I think back to that game, Bori, with AC Milan and uh, Liverpool at Anfield. I think if that's an empty stadium, I, I really think that they don't, that, that you guys take that go, that, the game home. Like, I think that the fans getting behind Liverpool after you guys had scored the two goals, like, that, that made a world of a difference to them, you know? So, um, I'm not worried about the loss, to be honest with you. We had some key notable figures out to the way that our system works that we have to have. You guys know, all I got to mention is the twins that play in the midfield, N'Golo and Conte, you know? Oh, God. Hey, I'm just, I'm just being They're real. twins now. Um, we're in second place in that, in that, uh, in that group right now. Um, I still think we make it through. And it's interesting to think too, because of the way that the teams are aligned and the current standings right now of uh, who's going to be in first in the first uh, finish first and second in those groups. Because I think there's going to be some really interesting matchups that come not up. Sure. Like yep. So uh, I'm right. not worried. <laughs> you, credit to Juve though, because they've been playing really, really bad in yeah. Serie A. But again, like I said you could be doing really bad in uh, one competition at, in domestically and doing really well in Champions League and vice versa. So,
0: Right. I think this was a, an Allegri masterclass where, you know, you score and you just, like, sit back and defend for the for the rest of the game. Um, uh, this is a very important question here for you, Justin. Very important. You have to think about this carefully. Chelsea has not been hot. They lost to Man City in the weekend. They've now lost to Juve. Now, I, I think um, on Saturday... Uh, we play Southampton. You, they play Southampton. I'm not saying that Southampton is not gonna, you know, is, is not gonna lose to them, but you never know. Anything can happen. Um, my question to you is, who gets fired first, Tuchel <laughs> or Arteta? Very important question, Justin. You have to answer.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> you actually I mean, are
2: thinking about this? No, because I don't think either of them is gonna get fired. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I, think they're, both, question. I think they're both answer. very secure in their jobs. I want to say, I mean, like, honestly, I would say Tuchel, but that's just because Abramovich is a psycho and who knows what, like, I don't know, anything can happen when, when you're Chelsea manager, anything can happen, but uh, I don't think either of them is going to get sacked. Right. Um, yeah. The you correct, never the correct you... answer is Solskjaer. That's so kind of, yeah, yeah. That's definitely well, that, it. That could
0: happen. Um, hey, Let's let's move on to the last game that we're going to talk about. Uh, I think this was one of the upset of of the week. I mean, honestly, m- well, maybe not as big as Sheriff, but de- definitely up there. Uh, maybe the second up second uh, crazy upsets, uh, and that's the Benfica and Barcelona game. Um, I actually did not watch this game at all, but I saw the lineup and I saw. Wait, this is this is kind of looking like a Netherlands team now. Right? You know, like you have two De youngs playing, um, you know, in the lineup, for example. Um, but we gotta we gotta talk about what's going on in Barcelona. I mean, they lost in the weekend, I believe. Oh no, no, they won this weekend. Uh, I think finally, um, after losing the uh, a few games before that, um, and uh, rumor is that uh, actually, Kuman is probably uh, You know, one leg in, one leg out at this at this point, right? Um, we can talk about who's going to replace him, but um, there's a lot of Nonsense going on in Barcelona right now. I mean, i I thought they were they would be fine at least in in La Liga, but that's not even you know,
2: that's like gone I think that's gone away from them at the moment, so real quick, as bad as Barcelona have looked, and they have looked pretty bad this season. and there's so much, like, you know, um, media storm and fans' discontent around the club right now. But just clarify, like Barcelona, actually have not lost in La Liga yet this season. They're undefeated. They have three wins and three draws, so uh, they aren't doing like if you just look on paper, like at like the the numbers and at the table, like they're not doing that bad. But when you look at them on the field and the actual performances, that's when those alarm bells start ringing again. Um, and never did they ring louder than uh, <laughs> uh, against Benfica in in their last match where they looked just, they they looked without a clue. And so did, I mean, so the manager, the players, um, I think this is exemplary of all their issues. So my question to both of you, I guess, is um, what's the root of their struggles here? Like who, if you had to blame only one, are you going to blame like the front office, like the upper management of the club? of which we know they've done made a total mess of their finances over the past decade. Um, are you going to blame Coleman the manager or are you going to blame like the actual effort of the players on the field? I blame, I blame their defense.
0: Um, and whether that means that, um, it's the front office that should be blamed for their defense, um, then sure. Um, but remember when everyone thought Eric Garcia was going to do well? Um, shambles. Complete shambles. Piquet, only reason why he plays is Ugh. because he's going to be a future president. Um, Araujo is, uh, or actually Mengueza, um, is probably the only kind of solid defender right now. Um, but that's it. That's all they have. Um that is their problem, and I don't know why in the world they didn't realize that they need to really put more money in the back line, which has always been the problem, even when Messi was there. The problem is always the defense that's that's the problem for Barcelona in my opinion
1: I just want to say piggybacking off of uh of of what Justin mentioned um in La liga, they are actually are in I think they're like in seventh place, seventh or eighth place. But you forget also that they have a game in hand, right? And if they win the that game in hand, then it'll propel them to I think second or third place. So by all wait, of wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're playing the, the game in hand is against Sevilla. They're not going to win that. Okay. I mean, you never know. You never know, right? I I get Sevilla, you know, has been doing better than, obviously, Barcelona. um, But, again, you you don't know um, what can happen with them because the next time that they do play or whenever they do play that game, they could have a brand-new coach. (laughs) So, I'm just saying... Is it (laughs) that? No, no, it wouldn't be It wouldn't be Zidane, but if you think about like the names of like the high-profile coaches that are available, I mean, there's plenty to choose from, from, and I think there's a lot that could come in and make an immediate impact right away.
0: So. I, I'm not even joking about Zidane. Is Zidane not a viable option? A bunch of kids playing. No, you have Gabby, right. for example. Come on. Do you if think people... Real Madrid's legend? Right? Do you think he would go to manage Barcelona? I know. That's what—this is what—what's uh, his name? Uh, um, but Chisino said about Espanol, uh, when he was that Espanol, he would never coach Barcelona. I mean, of course, he's not coaching Barcelona right now, but he will still do it. doesn't matter. They would do it. They would do it for the pride, for the for the money and, and whatnot.
2: They're just in a holding pattern until they feel like Xavi's ready. Which isn't even the right I think move it's either. A bad, yeah, I think that's that, a bad move. I agree. That'd be terrible. Because I actually think Xavi's a pretty good manager. But I think he would be. In oh, a, but in in Saudi Arabia, right? I know, but like, uh, sure, sure. But there's like, you know, some things translate, I, I feel like, and I, I, you know, and he's also just a footballing genius. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. So, so maybe I'm sorry, I didn't catch. Who who did you blame then? Who did I blame? Yeah. I blame the fans. <laughs> I blame the fans. Why? How? What? I blame
1: the fans for, for having these high expectations when they knew all along they've had a decade plus to realize that Messi was a, the stopgap. Like, you know, if, you, if I were to compare it to a metaphor, it's like a, it's like a boat that had many holes in it, right? And there's water rushing into it, and Messi's like covering up running, all those, up. yep, running around, <laughs> like covering so it up, literally running around, covering it up. So I blame the fans for having this unrealistic expectation that the club was going to be successful without the greatest player in their history you know, so I blame the fans you, for this.
2: You think it was wrong for them to have high expectations for Luke DeJong? <laughs> <laughs> i mean the the here's the thing though um for for
1: even for marketing purposes and 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 you know just like revenue I mean, come on, like you gotta at least get a player with a different name, like which de right? like both of them <laughs> could leave at the same time, you know, like there's only one good one like i I don't know like. To me, we know that the club's in shambles, finances, everything, and it starts from the top. But Coleman has gotten exactly what he's wanted. He requested specific players. He requested half of the Dutch team. He got them. And look at at what's going on. Um, Having said that, there is a very, very tasty matchup that could either uh, expedite his, um, I guess, his... We'll just call it his um, departure, to put yeah, it classico? nicely. This weekend, no, they're actually playing um, Atletico Madrid. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about when he plays it.
0: Uh, okay, no, oh, that no, no, makes no. more sense.
1: Atletico Madrid, and yes. um, and remember, this is coming up. Uh, the international, uh, break is coming uh, up uh, right after this. Yeah. So Barcelona is probably already looking at. Hey. This might be the perfect time, depending on whatever happens this weekend. Uh, this might be it for him.
2: Yeah, this Saturday, Atlético.
1: Yep. I, I think Barcelona. Yeah. I, I think Barcelona wins that game. And wow,
0: it's, it, it will be funny to see. I mean, Atlético is really bad. I mean, I'm serious. I'm I'm serious. That, I mean, I'm, the only reason why I'm saying like normally I would not say it was last season. I wouldn't say that. But Atletico is really bad. There's something going on mentally or something. I think there there's a, probably a lot of fatigue or something like that. Um, and it's maybe it, you know how people win the season before, but then they can't win the next season. Um, except Man City. That's why they're for me they're so good. Um, but I think I think I think Barcelona is going to win that game. But I still think it wouldn't matter. I think there's a love chatter about him leaving. Coman um, had the meltdown in the press conference. Well, I don't know if it was a meltdown because he just read from a piece of paper and then left. Um, so, like, there's a, there's a, you know, I, I think he's out the door anyway, but I, I don't know if, if this weekend's game is going to save him, is what I'm trying to say. But the other question is is who's going to replace him? Javi, in my opinion, not a good option. Um, but maybe the romantic option, because he will work well with, because now you can see... He's Plays that link Nico and Gavi playing from the from La Masia, so maybe they'll bring in, him in for that. I don't know, but there are too many Dutch people in that team. <laughs> maybe you need a, another Dutch coach to, to coach this team. So, um, you know yeah. what's
1: gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen now, right, Bori, after you said all that. What you know, how Griezmann is actually on loan to Barcelona. Oh, god, Griezmann is on loan from Barcelona to Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Brisman yeah. is gonna score, get Coleman fired, and then they're gonna <laughs> get like a real coach. It's, and then he'll like, come back. A perfect, his he's his his a perfect he's a perfect undercover agent, you know? Right.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I think I think that's all we have today. I, I think we've uh, is there anything else we wanted to to you wanted to bring up? Justin looked like you wanted to say something.
1: Yeah, yep. he wants to he, apparently there was some game this weekend that happened. Yeah. In, Let's talk about North London derby. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. We have another thirty minutes, right? Okay. Sure. 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 Go we for are, it. We you got you. We got, got you. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's okay. I mean, this is just like a sign of things to come. You're gonna hear a lot more great Arsenal results. No, In Justin, this, go. Stuff. Give, give no, us. No, no. I think I think Arsenal is back. I think Arsenal All, I gotta, say, I, think, all I gotta say. All I is yeah. all these knee-jerk, uh, you know, casuals out there who always want the head of a coach <laughs> just right off the bat uh and don't like and want to like meme on a team or just like meme like think that like uh you know t- take a few results and like and extrapolate from there don't be so quick to judgment because you got, <laughs> all i gotta say is you got to trust the process oh, you've God. got to trust the process okay oh, i
0: love this hey um i heard Grand shaka shaka is actually injured um yeah, i think I that's probably MCL. a blow for you for you all no um, it's no. the
2: opposite it's the not reason good. why they've been winning no we had him with <laughs> we didn't need him to win before that but it's not good just in terms of like squad depth it's not a good thing yeah, yeah. And also, right, no. hold on the way he got injured also was a you know it was a shame it was like a freak injury and he tore his mcl from just someone like lucas falling into him um so that's yeah. i mean it's mm-hmm. bad just because you hate to see that happen to a player.
1: So having said se- having said this, hold on with this uh, this Justin this like
2: reinvigorated like I've always been invigorated. Like, I never we we haven't recorded in a while, but if we had, I would my my confidence never flagged. All right, there, I like our, this.
1: Growing season. up with that confidence,
2: how confident are you?
1: Give me a spot where you think Arsenal end. And is it with
2: Arteta at the helm? Yes, yes. It's, so, it's top six with Arteta at the helm.
0: Ooh, oh, I, I was going to say, is, it's not Conference League uh, level. You're not going <laughs> to... I <laughs> no. hope, doing I top hope six? not. I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, you can All start right. from which, wait, which position is
1: Which
2: position is Conference League? Is it six?
1: Seven. I think it's after six. Yeah, it's after
2: seven. It, I think it's seven. Okay, then top six or if not i guess i'll have to for. <laughs> he said he said he said top six or playoff spot <laughs> hey
1: justin we we love you we're just joking
0: i, I see actually you know what i think we'll awesome. see we'll see. Uh, we'll see all right well i think that's all we have thank you all for listening uh we're on spotify apple and google podcast uh we'll see you next week um bye-bye